Before we get started with this episode, I want to share some really exciting news. I'm coming to Las Vegas. That's right. Las Vegas. And I want you to join me. We are presenting Have a Seat with Chris Hansen live the weekend of February 3rd, 4th, and 5th in the beautiful showroom at the South Point Hotel Casino and Spa located in the heart of the premier Southwest Las Vegas Valley, just minutes from the famous Las Vegas Strip. Just like the podcast, I'll take you behind the scenes of some of the most popular predator investigations. I'll also take you inside some of my brand new investigations, and I'll show you some never-before-seen footage, and then we'll get the chance to talk about them in person. I'm really looking forward to this. So make plans now to join me live in Las Vegas at the South Point Hotel and Spa, February 3rd, 4th, and 5th. Get your tickets by going to southpointcasino.com forward slash entertainment forward slash showroom. Then just scroll down and click on my picture. We'll put the link in our show notes. See ya in Vegas, baby. I've confronted hundreds of men over two decades. I have been in television for 24 years. I just came to get something to eat. And I have very seldom been at a loss for words. I just came to get something to eat. Men online looking for children to sexually assault. What's the motive here? It's, Explain to me. I'm no, not you're right. No, you're right. It's stupid. It's not. It's an illegal no. thing. Yeah, I know. I did a stupid thing. Men from all walks of life. A doctor, a teacher, a clergyman. You sent pornographic pictures through the mail. Okay, that's a federal offense right there. You know I'm in trouble, and I know I'm in trouble. I tried to get into their heads and understand why. Pizza we have tonight. Uh, I, I want to know who you are. I want to know a little bit more about you first. Can I eat first? Sure, go ahead. Let's see if any of this sounds familiar while you enjoy your pizza and ultimately make sure they face justice. You ask her if she's a virgin. I ask everybody all kinds of stuff. It's just talk. You ask her if she's horny. What's wrong with that? You ask if she does anal. It's a question. Question. Who are they? Have they tried to prey on other children? And where are they now? These are the predators I've caught. I'm Chris Hansen. I really do like a segment of predators I've caught where the predator has turned his life around. He had evil intentions for a child. He got caught before he could carry them out. And maybe he was young enough, maybe he was enough in that gray area where the person could be punished, counseled, monitored. And maybe that predator I've caught would see what harm he could have caused a child and made it his life's work to not only never offend again, but to maybe shed light on what he was thinking at the time. Maybe share that experience with others who are on the fence, who are in that very same gray area, who might offend, who might get online, talk to a child, have a sexually suggestive conversation, use grooming tactics to 
consummate a sexual liaison with the child. Maybe, just maybe, hearing from someone who had been caught would keep that new predator from blurring the line between fantasy and reality. The boundaries we have in society, the traditional boundaries that keep adults and children apart. And typically when I think of someone who might really understand this concept, I think of somebody who got caught when they were young, 20, 21 years old. In fact, 21 was the exact age of Anthony Phillips, a predator I caught during our 2006 sting operation in Flagler Beach, Florida. Now on paper, Anthony appears to be a guy who could be helped with therapy, with the understanding that what he did was wrong, and maybe go on and, and get past this. And the other reason I think Anthony Phillips had a shot at this, and I'll get into all this in a moment, was because for a number of reasons, even though he showed up in the investigation, he was not featured in any of those episodes on Dateline NBC, the original To Catch a Predator episodes that aired after the sting in December 2006. This was the case for a number of reasons. We didn't really have an engaging encounter with Anthony Phillips. His age, there were some issues in the discussion between the decoy and Anthony. And so, because there were so many other compelling examples from that investigation, Todd Spikes, the cop who came with a SUV loaded with weapons, he was a police officer. The two guys I interviewed at the same time, Slaves to Mistress, Tennis Boy 213, the real estate executive who showed up, the guy I interviewed on the beach, and so many others, that at the time, Anthony Phillips did not make the final cut. But he does provide a fascinating story for this podcast. And before you start to think that maybe this guy would have skated off into anonymity had it not been for this podcast, he made a decision years later to go public. And I'll get into that shortly. It's a fascinating tale. But let's start here. Anthony Phillips, 21 years old. He was a college student studying criminal science, criminal justice. He said in the chat with a decoy from Perverted Justice who identified themselves as a 14-year-old girl that he wanted to go into the CIA. His screen name was Gatorman21, G8. R-M-A-N, very clever. Gators, Florida Gators, that's the football team for the college. The decoy, posing as the 14-year-old girl, is Princess Kimmy, 1992. And they're chatting online. 
Where you live again, he asks. Kind of near Daytona Beach. That's right. They've been chatting on and off already. Little ways from here, but not too far. Cool, she says. K-E-W-L. You go to school? Yeah, University of Florida. Hence the Gator reference in his screen name. Cool, you like it? Love it, he says. It's great. What are you studying, she asks. Political science. Oh, you're going to be president someday? Hee I wish. No, I'm planning on joining the CAA. Now, later he tells police that it was more of a criminal justice major, but I suppose he could have two. And so he says he's planning on joining the CIA. That's not going to happen. But he did get into law enforcement, as I'll discuss shortly. Gatorman 21, Anthony Phillips, calls the girl princess. Later we'll learn that he had recently broken up with a girl he'd been dating and was down about that. He asks about pics, if she's got a cam. She says, I got some pics on my profile. Age, sex, location, she asks. 21, male, Gainesville, you? 14, female, Florida. Oh, a youngin, he says. No mistaking the age here. He he, still awfully cute. I'm not that young, she says, and thank you. Got any others you can put on display? I got some on my album. There's a link on my profile, too. Then he asks, so got some sexy pics for me? Little more conversation. So you in high school? We're still eighth grade, he wants to know. Eighth. So you're 14, right? Once again, he confirms the age. So don't take nothing the wrong way, but have you ever been with a guy? Not asking for you to be with me, just asking. <laughs> yeah, I had boyfriends before. No, I mean, have you ever been with them? You mean like sex? Yeah, like sex, he says. Didn't want to make you uncomfortable. If you're not looking to have sex with the 14-year-old girl, then why are you asking? Anthony. More about this predator I've caught in a moment. So you're still a virgin then? Yeah. Is that lame, she asks. No, not at 14. It's straight. What do you mean, straight? It's cool. Especially with a beauty like you, he-he. It's pretty much crossed the line right here. He reiterates that he's planning on joining the CIA. Good luck with that. So you're all alone all weekend, he asks. Yeah, till Monday. Damn, I could take advantage of this. What are we to make of this, Anthony? She says, LOL, how are you going to do that? And you. Joking. Not joking, really. I'll just have to come down there, he says. What would you want to do? She asks. Whatever you let me do to you, I mean. Hee hee, lol, like what? Well, we could just hang out at first. Get to know each other. Since you're only 14, I could get in a lot of trouble if anything went down. Yeah, you will. 
Numbers are exchanged. There's a phone call. Take a listen. Hey, what's up? Hey. What's this going? is Anthony, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just making sure I got the right number. Yeah, it is. Okay, good. Like it. Huh? So what you doing? Nothing. Playing on PS2. You still studying hard? No. No? <laughs> no. I did for as long as I could. There's talk of studying. The rest of it's pretty innocuous. He doesn't get into a graphic sexual discussion like he does online. So they get back online. Well, we could just watch a movie or something. But then he changes up. The only thing is no one could ever know. No one in bold letters. Because you're not of age. Oh, okay, she says. In case something happened while I was there sexually. Well, I want to try it, she says. I don't want to get pregnant, you know. Yeah, I know. That's what protection is for. What a great teacher he is. Would you bring some? Of course. Okay. In case. Now, he thinks he's protecting himself by all this language. If, maybe, he waffles a little bit. She says, so you don't know if you want to? Yes, I know I want to. Okay. You don't seem sure, though. I know I want to, he says. Here's what keeps going through my head, though. Like, I know you're real because I talked to you on the phone, he says. It's just you're 14 and I'm 21. If anyone finds out, I could get into so much trouble. Yeah, you predicted that one right, Anthony. Well, if you don't want to, I'm not going to beg or nothing. It's an out. She gives him an out. I want you to, she says. I want to very bad, he says. So then come. I know, I'm really thinking about it. Okay. I think I'm going to, he says. Really? Yes. Yay, she says. You think I should, he asks. Yeah, we'll have fun. So the conversation wraps up. And now he's going to get in the car and drive from Gainesville, where he goes to school at the University of Florida. The perverted Justice Decoy would later observe that Anthony Phillips was a fast mover. In fact, he was arrested on the same day as their initial contact. Short conversation. Anthony said he would bring condoms, and he sure did. But it took him a while to get to our sting house. He drove the wrong direction on State Route 100 and took a nearly 100-mile detour to arrive at the bus house, the sting house. But it shows how determined he was to have sex with a 14-year-old virgin. He gets there. We have a limited interaction. But he's arrested. And Anthony Phillips is taken in and interviewed by detectives with the Flagler Beach Police Department. Our cameras were there. 
Okay, what's your name? Anthony. Anthony? Okay, quit quit shaking and just try to relax. I just got a couple of questions that I'm going to ask you. A lot of it's just um, for some, some paperwork and stuff like that. Have you ever been arrested before? No? Okay. Anthony is staring straight ahead. He's shaking, upset, nervous, as you would expect. He never thought in a million years he would actually get caught. And this is very clear. All right, like I said, I've just, I've just got a few questions that I need to ask you. Um, my name's Leslie Floyd. I'm an investigator with the state attorney's office, and I'm here assisting the Flagler Beach Police Department uh, with their investigation. Um, and obviously, you've been arrested and transported to the Flagler Beach Police Department. And since you've been arrested, then there are certain rights that you have, okay? An investigator with the state attorney's office, the prosecutor's office, reads Anthony his rights. He says he's never been arrested before. And Anthony, what's your date of birth? Uh, How old are you? 21. And where are you from? Uh, Kentucky. Kentucky. Were you born in Kentucky? Okay, where were you born? Cool. How long have you been here? Two and a half years. Two and a half years. And so did you live in Louisville your whole life until you came here? What's your height and your weight, Anthony? 6'3", 165. What color are your eyes? Blue. Well, um, another investigator is going to come in in a few minutes. The detective from Flagler Beach then walks in and starts his line of questioning. Anthony Phillips' responses are barely audible. He's shaking his head. Handsome-looking kid, short hair. Looks almost like he could be in the Navy or something. Start me off here. What What are we doing here? I don't know. Check to see if it's all right. around with a girl. Messing around? What do you mean by messing around? Okay. I was talking to her online. OK, and how old was she? 14. 14, and you're 20, 21? But you were talking about doing anything? And that, that was your intent for driving two hours was to have sex with her? I was thinking about it. You were thinking about it? So, and that's what I'm getting at. Definitely an error in your decision-making. Okay. Have you ever had sex with a, a girl that young before? No? What? What led you to decide that this was the right time to do that? Uh, I still didn't think it was the right time. Yes. I still didn't think it was the right time. Just intrigued? I guess so. I guess so. Intrigued, the detective asks. Not sure, not really. I don't know, says noncommittal Anthony. The detective asks the obvious question. He lives on a campus two hours away with beautiful female students. Why go after a 14-year-old girl? Well, let, me, let me see if I get this straight. You go to which possibly has some of the most beautiful women in the world going there, and you chat online with a 14-year-old and drive two hours to have sex with her? Dude, what were you thinking? I have no idea. While he had mentioned earlier that he had 
maybe broken up or at least was having girlfriend problems, at the time of his arrest, Anthony Phillips was living with his girlfriend in a condo at the University of Florida. Do you live in a dorm over there or uh, a condo? A condo? Okay. The computer you were using, was that in your condo? Yes. Okay. This is his girlfriend. Huh? He lives with his you girlfriend. You live with your girlfriend? It's unbelievable. If what you've heard shocks you so far, join us back in a moment. Christmas is coming, and there's the potential for all of us getting fat. Well, depending on your diet, there is a way to eat well and not get fat. And the Hansen family has figured out that that way is by ordering your meals from HelloFresh, especially during this busy time of year when everybody's trying to get last-minute errands done, some shopping perhaps. Tis the season for saving money as well, wherever we can. HelloFresh is cheaper than grocery shopping and 25% less expensive than takeout, so you can use those savings for holiday gifts or maybe even treat yourself. HelloFresh can help you eat better amid all the holiday temptations. Their meals have 20% fewer calories than takeout, so you can still have full flavor just without the guilt. Short on time? Look for HelloFresh's quick and easy options like 20-minute meals and easy cleanup dishes. That's my favorite. HelloFresh has made the Hanson household a much healthier place to have dinner this holiday season. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Hanson18 and use code Hanson18 for 18 free meals plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash Hanson18 and use code Hanson18 for 18 free meals plus free shipping. So... How did you uh, how did you come across this fourteen year old? What chat room were you in? Do you remember? I don't know. You don't know which one it was. You were just in a chat room, came across her. Anthony, it's clear, is trying to say as little as possible and just make this whole very uncomfortable experience go away. But how uncomfortable would the experience have been for a real fourteen year old girl had that in fact been the reality? had this not been a sting operation. That doesn't seem to be crossing his mind, at least at this point. I would say that you made a very huge error in judgment, okay? And given that, you are gonna have to face the justice system. I don't know how bad it's gonna mess you up because I don't know what your personal situation is. Um, I can tell you what his charges are. Yeah, she can tell you what your charges are. you know, and, and neither one of us can tell you how it's going to play out in court. Um, my advice to you is, once it's all said and done, you might want to think about getting some counseling or something, because that, you know, not wearing a raincoat when you know it's going to rain is an error in judgment. Traveling two hours to have sex with a 14-year-old girl is a huge error in judgment. There's something skewed there. Something skewed, all right. There's no question about his intent. But as his case works its way through the criminal justice system, he's interviewed by therapists and court experts to see if he's a candidate for something less than jail time. Ultimately, it's determined by a therapist that Anthony suffers from 
adjustment disorder with mixed disturbance of emotions and conduct. He still was going to have sex with a 14-year-old girl, though, I believe, if he had the opportunity. But the recommendation to the court was that, based on the information collected from the sources discussed in this report, it's recommended with a reasonable degree of professional certainty that this individual is not in need of any treatment for any sexual behavior problem. If he so desired and his family believes it would be helpful, he might benefit from a course of individual psychotherapy counseling to assist him in better understanding his own needs, how to assert himself appropriately to get those needs met, and the development of more effective communication skills. The report concludes that based on the interviews and testing results, it appears this individual is a very low risk to engage in any type of future sex offending behaviors. No previous record of any arrest or conviction of any violation like this prior to this offense. No historical indication of any developmental issues that might be pertinent to the development of any sexual behavior problem. So the court-appointed therapist seems to think that Anthony will never reoffend, And in fact, they're right, he doesn't. But here's the twist here. Anthony does plead guilty to two misdemeanors. He got a big break here because of his age. He got two years probation. And the actual crime he pleaded guilty to, the misdemeanor, was contributing to the delinquency of a minor. Anthony got a big break. Didn't have to register as a sex offender, just the two years probation. And he doesn't offend during that time. So he wraps up his college career. And while he never does get a chance to work for the CIA, he does get a job in law enforcement. That's right. Anthony Phillips goes to work for the Breckenridge County Sheriff's Department as a deputy now, he works as a corrections officer in the jail, and he takes the test to become a sheriff's deputy. But several years after his arrest in the Flagler Beach sting, after becoming a law enforcement officer in 2019, Anthony Phillips is fired. And the only reason we know all about this is because he was outraged that he was fired. Now, no official reason was, I shouldn't say that, it, there was an official reason given, but there was no actual link publicly made by the sheriff at the time, Todd Pate, linking the arrest in the predator investigation to the firing of Anthony Phillips. It was couched more in terms of he wasn't truthful in the vetting process. So he's fired. And instead of going away quietly, what does Anthony Phillips do? He goes on a local television station and does an interview with reporter anchor Valerie Chin at WDRB. What regrets do you have about acknowledging that you were going to meet up with a 14-year-old. I wasn't until I was convinced to, but I wasn't going to meet up with a 14-year-old. I wasn't. Now, 
I've read the transcripts. You heard the transcripts. And he shows up. So what he's saying now is that he was convinced to go meet her. So a 14-year-old girl convinced a 21-year-old man that he should drive two hours. He had condoms with him. It seems his plan was pretty clear. But 13 years later, he's telling a bit of a different story after he's been fired as a sheriff's deputy. The person I was talking to on the phone, I believe came out to be 30s or 40s, I believe, um, if I'm not mistaken. And the actual picture they had was someone in their 20s. Phillips was caught during a to catch a predator sting. His original felony charges all dropped. That all I got out of it was a little bit of probation and uh, moved on with my life. But why did you plead guilty, though, to two misdemeanors? That's what I needed to do. Valerie Chin asked Anthony Phillips what he thought was the real reason he was fired. Why do you think you were fired now, then? The true reason? I would say because uh, and some of these words are actually from the chief deputy's mouth, not mine, but combination of both. Uh, because of the situation the, the sheriff is in already and the scrutiny that the department was already under. The situation the sheriff was in was that he was arrested for DUI, driving a vehicle under the influence for the second time in five years. Now, what Anthony Phillips is claiming in this interview is that for some reason, the sheriff fired him to cast attention away from the sheriff's drunk driving problems. I'm not sure that makes sense. I think if I'm the sheriff, no matter what my issues are, and I find out that one of my deputies had been arrested in a sting operation targeting adults trying to have sex with children, that would be an issue. I mean, how's that going to work out when people start to figure that out? He makes a traffic stop. Oh, you're the guy who was caught in the sting operation. I mean, everybody deserves a chance to turn their lives around. But I'm not quite sure that allows somebody to then enter law enforcement. I mean, you could debate this. He was 21 at the time. But the thing I can't get over is that the transcript seems pretty clear. What he says in this interview with Valerie Chin is that the perverted justice decoy posing as a child was actually older. Well, that's how the decoy sting operations work. That the picture was actually of someone in their 20s. Well, the, the chat is very clear. And it's very clear that he understood at the time that this was a 14-year-old girl. There's a lot of discussion about, I could get into trouble. I'll bring protection. And the fact that he drove two hours, even got lost, went the wrong way on a highway, but still showed up. The intent seems pretty clear. And it seems that he dodged a bullet 
only having to plead guilty to misdemeanor charges at the time. What did you not tell them? Well, first off, I want to clarify that I did not fail the polygraph. It was not because I failed, it was because I was truthful um, about a situation that that is personal in nature, and I don't want to put that out there. But it is not, it is from childhood thing. Phillips is claiming that what he revealed and didn't want to have public was a situation that occurred in his childhood. It's still a bit of a mystery to me as to how all that plays out in his mind. Phillips says the sheriff's office knew from the beginning about his arrest and recruited him to work there. When I was withdrawn from the academy uh, due to someone else, I guess you could call it blackmail or extortion or whatever you may want to call it, towards uh, the department. Um, I guess they believe this wouldn't come out. Anthony Phillips also claims that somebody had figured out his past and alleges there was some sort of a blackmail extortion plot that the sheriff thought he could remedy by firing him and that none of this would get out, but clearly it did. Pate telling WDRB that Phillips firing had nothing to do with his own situation or anyone telling him to fire Phillips. Phillips had worked for the jail for six years. He's now moving on with his life, saying he has support from his family and church. I've gotten to peace with what happened. Anthony Phillips says that he's at peace and that at least at that time, June 2019, he was getting the support of his family and church there in Kentucky. I've reached out to discuss this further with Anthony Phillips, and if he decides to do that, you will hear about it right here. As you know, I like to hear from you as well. This week's question comes from a woman whose name I'm going to withhold out of respect for her privacy. It's heartfelt. Hi, Chris. I know you prefer audio messages and probably don't have time to read every email. Actually, I try to do that. But I don't want to risk being identified by my voice. I've never told anyone about what happened to me as a kid until a few weeks ago when I finally told my therapist. I had just started listening to your podcast and watched the investigations for years. I find it strangely cathartic to hear the predators squirm and ruin their own lives. The person who assaulted me when I was five years old has never faced any repercussions for it. My mom knew, but didn't do anything except bar him from coming to our house. He called me his girlfriend, said he wanted to marry me when I was older. I didn't even recognize that for what it was until I started listening to the podcast and a particular predator, I don't remember which one, but you might, was saying very similar things to a supposedly 12-year-old girl. I believe this was the one who even made up a marriage contract. You called it grooming. That was likely Jeff Sokol from Fairfield. I was sort of familiar with the term before then, but never really made the connection to what happened to me. It made me angry. I ended up having a panic attack in the middle of work, and I realized that I needed to talk about it to someone. I made an appointment with my therapist that day. We've been working through some issues that I was too ashamed to bring up sex repulsion, graphic nightmares, 
It feels so much better just to admit what happened. So I guess you're now the second person I've told. I just want to thank you for doing these things and spreading awareness. I feel like listening to your podcast has helped me come to terms with it in a way I couldn't as a child. Thanks and happy holidays. Why? Well, you know, I'm glad it helps. That's why we do it, I suppose. One of the reasons we do it. And I can't tell you how many times I've been out in public and been approached by somebody who asked, can I talk to you for a minute over here? And they've shared a story about an incident in their lives and how they felt empowered by the predator investigations. And that's part of what motivates me to keep doing not just this podcast, but new investigations. So thank you for writing in. And no, I do not mind that the questions are not recorded. Speaking of new predator investigations, my new crime streaming network, True Blue, is up and running. Details, watch trueblue.com, T-R-U-B-L-U. We've got several new predator investigations out, multiple other investigations, crime-related, non-sexual predator at least, in the works and out on True Blue now. Some fascinating crime documentaries you'll want to see. And within True Blue, we have a new crime news magazine, True Crime Nation, which will premiere in the next week or so. And we have interviews with a lot of newsmakers uh, just out now, an interview with John Ramsey, the father of John Benet Ramsey, who was murdered 26 years ago this month. He talks about potential suspects in the case and what it's going to take to finally solve it. It's fascinating. And the hero from the Club Q mass shooting in Colorado, Rich Fierro, and so many other things you want to see. True Blue, T-R-U-B-L-U. You can always find me on Instagram, official Chris Hansen, Twitter, at Chris Hansen, TikTok, Cameo as the holidays approach, and right here at Chris at PredatorPodcast.com. I'll be watching and listening.